0: All right, folks, it's time to don our tinfoil hats and get ready for a good time. A number of you have sent me links to this otherwise unbelievable story, and it checks out. So let's dive into what has to be either the most honestly named international governing body in history, or a big giant middle finger to everyone who opposes the new global paradigm. Today, let's talk very briefly about the UNNWO. Those letters stand for the United Nations New World Order. Yes, that is very real, and yes, it actually exists. Like many of you, I did a double take when I saw that name, and I had to check it out for myself because I honestly didn't think that was real, And which is weird because I'm fairly familiar with the United Nations and its various agencies, more so than the typical person. And I do have to ask. Why use the acronym and name that, without fail, sets off a cascade of what we like to call around here alternative hypotheses of secretive plans involving tinfoil fedoras? Why? This is especially spooky right now because this language is all over the New Age movement, and I am presently reading through Constance Cumbie's Dangers of the Rainbow to provide better coverage of the links between the billionaire tech CEO and philanthropist and the New Global Paradigm. And yes, the language used in this United Nations organization is all over the place in the various crystal waiver organizations. So let's have a look at this UN body, because I'm absolutely certain that it's nothing to worry about, right? Yeah. So when you get to their webpage, the first thing you see is this. A blue banner fades in that reads, let's take our planet back. Take it back from home is my initial response. Seriously, who are we taking it back from? I want to take it back from the forces of the Planetary Lodge that rule over this, with their secretive Moloch worship and their funding of medical Moloch services, usury, warfare, and overt demonic activity that the internet has made all but impossible to hide. But I don't think that they're talking about that. If you scroll down through all of this, you'll see, well this, a generic about section that every organization has somewhere on their website. This one reads, quote, The United Nations New World Order Project is a global, high-level initiative founded in 2008 to advance a new economic paradigm, a new political order, and more broadly, a new world order for humankind which achieves the UN's global goals for sustainable development by 2030 and the happiness, well-being, and freedom of all life on Earth by 2050, end quote. Now, if you think this is something I'm making up, My sources are linked on my website, returntotradition.org. A link is in the description of this podcast. When you scroll further down, you see three sections for the various main initiatives of this organization. The first, something called Happitalism, the celebration of the UN's International Day of Happiness, and the giveaway about what this is about, the promotion of the UN's Sustainable Goals Agenda, which used to be called Agenda 21, but is these days referred to as Agenda 2030. And it's weird, I began doing a series some months ago on the UN and its sustainable development agenda, but nobody really watched those videos, so maybe you should go back and check those out if you want to get a little brief insight to the basis of most of this. But let's briefly look at what happy tillism is, because that'll raise some eyebrows. And then we'll go look at how the UN and WO have been in the news lately. Again, I'm only using mainstream sources for this, virtually all of them, institutional sources from the United Nations, not some oddball websites run by ranting but otherwise humble supplement and water filter merchants, if you catch my drift. If you, cl- if you click on the HappyTalism link, you are taken to this website, HappyTillism.com. We are treated to this definition of the idea, quote, HappyTalism is a new economic system, social political philosophy, and human development paradigm. Which places the primacy of happiness, well being, and freedom at the center of human development and all life. End quote. I wonder how they define freedom, or even happiness. As Catholics, we define happiness as living a life united to Christ in the pursuit of sanctity. Happiness doesn't always mean fuzziness, rainbows, and having a good time. It all too often means carrying our crosses and walking joyfully into the lion's den. The example of St. Ignatius of Antioch, one of the most profound church fathers in all of history, is instructive here. He in his letters, which I have on my channel for those interested, instructed his followers not to try to rescue him from the Romans because he wanted to be offered as a sacrifice to Christ as a meal to the lion's for he understood the joy of the Christian to be to follow Christ until the very end without hesitation. Happiness doesn't always fit the secular world's definition of the idea. Now, when I explore further, there are no definitions of happy really offered on the website. Curious, as the UNWO has been around since 2008. As a political scientist, I hate not having working definitions of these concepts that are supposed to be rooted in political theory. We can define the various strains of liberalism that fall into the right and left varieties of liberalism rather easily, but happy isn't really defined. That's reassuring, since we're talking about a multi-billion dollar organization that is openly talking about instituting a new global paradigm. But instead of staying on this track of just looking at their website, which honestly anyone can do, let's look at how they're dealing with the present international crisis that has shut down all of civilization against the better judgment of, well, anyone with functioning common sense at this point. At pretty much the beginning of the international phase of the affliction crisis on March 19th, back when everything began to shut down across the planet, the UNNWO released this article on the United Nations website. Headline, United Nations NWO launches global affliction-focused International Day of Happiness 2020 campaign-themed happiness for all together. End quote. Okay, that's a little creepy. Let's dive in a little further. Quote, Responding to the unprecedented sudden threat of the affliction to the health, happiness, and well-being of all humanity, as well as a worldwide quarantine and disruption to the global economy across every sector, industry, and the everyday life of billions of people, the United Nations International Day of Happiness, Unido Happiness, is launching the happiness for all together. March 20th, 2020 International Day of Happiness, global campaign theme, to promote and advance worldwide solidarity and unity in winning the global fight against the affliction that cannot be explicitly named. And mostly quote, The UN Day of Happiness might be the most useless holiday on the calendar, less useful than National Pickle Day or National Secretary's Lung Health Awareness Day. This isn't even doing something positive to counteract the destructive response of the ruling class to our current crisis, but instead it's just nothing but words. I almost wonder if these guys are responsible for the other affliction, medical professionals making TikTok videos. It'd be fitting, but let's continue. Here's a lengthier quote to give you some context. Quote, The hashtag happiness for altogether 2020 United Nations Happiness International Day of Happiness campaign theme is a call on all 7.8 billion members of the global human family and all 206 nations and territories of planet Earth to unite in solidarity and steadfast resolve in fighting back against the affliction by taking the hashtag 10 Steps to Global Happiness Challenge to celebrate the 2020 hashtag International Day of Happiness and ultimately defeating the affliction and threat to all life. A medical crisis drives home the essential interconnectedness of our human family. I'm deeply moved by the acts of kindness, generosity, and solidarity happening around the world in the face of the affliction, We are in this together, and we will get through this together, said U.N. Secretary-General Antonio Guterres ahead of this Friday's March twentieth, 2020 International Day of Happiness. Global citizens, we are in this together. At this critical time, there is no greater case for collective action than our joint response to the affliction. I join United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres in solidarity with all who are affected by this thing we cannot name explicitly. We are in this together, and we will get through this together, said Deputy Secretary General Amina J. Mohammed ahead of the 8th March 20th, 2020, International Day of Happiness. The hashtag happiness for all together March 20th, 2020, International Day of Happiness campaign theme, the 10 steps to global happiness, call to action, is our call for global unity and togetherness, the most critical ingredients in winning the fight of all humanity against this global affliction crisis. As my granddad said famously, it always seems impossible until it's done. Let us unite and work together to win this global fight and to achieve the happiness, well-being, and freedom of all life on Earth, said Nodaba Mandela, UN AIDS Global Ambassador, Co-Founder, of the United Nations New World Order Project and chairman of the Mandela Institute for Humanity, end quote. Yeah, that's all very reassuring. Okay, so I'm betting these people are the ones behind the phrase we're all sick of by now. (laughs) We're all in this together. Gag me, but notice something. There is a lot of language here about building a new Tower of Babel. I mean, uniting everyone on the planet together. I don't know about you, but I'm not a global citizen. I'm a citizen of Oklahoma and a citizen of the United States. I identify much more with the town I live in now and the city I went to college in than I do anything resembling global citizenship. But I'm a retrograde barbarian in that way, I guess. This language of the human family and global citizenship is not only nauseating; it gives away what they're doing here. Remember, folks, never let a good crisis go to waste. Unlike what I covered yesterday with the Vatican's silly Laudato Si' week and Laudato Si' year of celebration. This isn't wasting the crisis, this is embracing the opportunity for it. Thankfully, this isn't getting much in the way of headlines, but you can see the logic of what they're promoting being used all over the popular culture and in the political sphere. I mean, did you ever see anybody celebrating International Happiness Day? I didn't. The article makes a reference to UN Resolution 65309, Happiness, Toward a Holistic Approach to Development. The opening page of the document the UN issued for the resolution is, gives us an idea of what hapitalism might be and what they mean here. Again, this document is linked to to on my site, quote, The General Assembly, in its Resolution 65-309, entitled, Happiness, Towards a Holistic Approach to Development, Conscious that the pursuit of happiness was a fundamental human goal, Recognized that the gross domestic product indicator was not designed to and did not adequately reflect the happiness and well-being of people. Consequently, the Assembly invited member states to pursue the elaboration of additional measures that better captured the importance of the pursuit of happiness and well-being and development, with a view to guiding their public policies. Those member states that have taken initiatives to develop new indicators and other initiatives were invited to share information therein with the Secretary-General as a contribution to the United Nations Development Agenda. Quote. And I'm actually at least a little bit on board with them here. Here's why. They're right that GDP doesn't have much at all to do with how healthy a society is. It only indicates how much money is being produced. You can easily envision a scenario with high rates of unemployment, but the financial sector doing very well and driving the stock market to ever higher levels of trading, regardless of how much drug abuse and other things going on in a culture at the time. This creating lots of wealth and driving the GDP higher and higher. Take a look at the stock price of Amazon at the moment if you don't follow what I'm saying. I first became aware of this concept years ago in my PhD program, where we briefly looked at what the government of Nepal was doing. They decided to stop pushing their GDP statistic, and instead began measuring happiness and using that as an indicator of, social, of societal health, though Nepal does still keep track of GDP. I mean, it makes sense, depending entirely on how happiness is defined. They're not going to be defining happiness the way we would, though, and that's part of the giant problem here. But where they lose me is that they want to establish a new economic, social, and political paradigm. While I want those things, I don't want what they're selling. While what they're offering is just a planetary lodge on steroids, as evidenced by the various other UN programs that include the spread of medical Moloch worship, the endorsement of the James Martin lifestyle, and the shedding of societies that cling to sane traditional moral norms, and the weird hostility to Christianity that is seen among the leaders of the United Nations. And I mean real traditional Christianity— Not this inoffensive, sanitized stuff we see now that pushes the Planetary Lodge's agenda. I suppose I could just go on and on and on. It should be obvious that happiness is only found in Jesus Christ, and a living unity with him through a life dedicated to becoming Christ-like and staying close to the sacraments. But that's not what is being sold here. It's the establishment of a new economic, social, and political paradigm of global citizenship. That should send chills down the spine of everyone with a conscience, because what we will see is the sort of silk-gloved, smiling, sanitary tyranny of dystopian fiction. Will this idea take off? Normally I'd say no, especially not in an international political environment characterized by a continuing populist revolt against the ruling class. But I guess we'll see. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.